Welcome to episode 539 of Salcedo Paranormal. And tonight I am sharing true paranormal stories on the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S A L S I D O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions. Experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening. Whether you are here for the live streams on Discord, or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube pages, or feeds, or on the Trouble, Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting, there you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night. <clears throat> excuse me, at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing these shows and putting them up on the station, along with the music that you hear over there with uh, at the beginning and end of every episode there. So uh, if you'd like to support the show, there, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find uh, some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books I've written over on Amazon. Uh, and you can also sign up for the Patreon page, where there is going to be one extra episode per month of the show, of these uh, True Paranormal Stories in the Web episodes, uh, every month. And that is available to all membership-level tiers over there. Or you can make one-time donations through PayPal. Help is never expected, but always appreciated, as there are expenses in making these shows, from equipment to research materials to travel expenses in some cases. And uh, as I am legally blind, um, I do, I am, I am on basically a fixed income. So, um, but like I said, that's uh, just if you always, if you ever want to um, make the show better in your with your own support, that would be appreciated. In any of those ways that I just mentioned. Um, okay, so I think that covers everything for uh, the beginning of the show. And I can get to the stories here. Thank you all for being here and listening. I see you all there. And uh, get to the stories. So um, I am excited for next week. Um, planning on trying at least for a couple weeks doing... Uh, six shows per week. Now it's recording three shows per night every Friday and Saturday on the Discord server. So um, looking looking forward to that. Excited for that. Uh, I think I have worked out where that'll work. If not, then I'll just go back to four because I'm I'm pretty sure I can do four episodes per week. I uh, had some issues with my, with my eyes and dizziness, but I think I've got that figured out at least as of now. And um, how to sort of avoid that and and deal with the worst of it. So, um, really excited to get back to doing this show as much as I can. So, let me see here. Getting to the first story here. 
<clears throat> excuse me. This one says, um, I worked as a beauty therapist in a day spa in a city in South Australia. The spa was in a small block of about six shops close to the beach. I often worked alone on Thursday nights. Other shops around us would close at around 5 p.m., leaving only the spa open. It had heavy glass entry doors with a bell on a chain to alert us when customers arrived. I locked the doors during beauty treatments as appointments were booked through the evening. This strange incident happened during a Thursday night shift. I went to the restroom quickly in between clients, leaving the door ajar to hear the entry bell. While in the restroom, I heard the bell ring and rushed back to the shop, but no one was there. I assumed the customer might have come and gone. Later, during a, another treatment in the beauty room, I heard the doorbell and chain rattle again. I thought it was the boss entering with a key, as I heard high heels clicking down the hallway. I checked the office, but found it empty. But the lights were on, and the computer monitor was on as well. I looked around the salon for the boss, but found no sign of anyone. I even checked the staff car park. I believe the experience might be related to the nearby graveyard across the road. I wanted to share the experience with a client, but didn't want to disturb their peace. The doorbell ringing without anyone being there was a known occurrence among staff members, but this incident left me baffled and uneasy. And that's where that one ends. Uh, sounds like a um, multiple activities going on there for that one person, but then also they mentioned that other people would hear that same kind of sound of the door, the doorbell opening, or the doorbell, and the, the um, basically the doorbell going off and the chain moving and everything. Sounds like they weren't, the writer there wasn't the only person to have an experience there. And I wonder what other ones, what other experiences people may have had. And again, it sounds like maybe whoever or whatever moved through turned on the lights and maybe, I don't know, if the pen, I would wonder about the computer monitor if it was, um, there can be different settings for why computer monitors can turn on, whether it's um, sort of a, um, if, it's, if it, the computer was asleep, where all you have to do, all you have to do is move the mouse um, or press a key on the keyboard. There's different settings that can cause it to be to turn on or off. Um, and seemingly, if you're not the one using it, seemingly at random at times. So, but the lights turning on, uh, again, that is odd with with all that going on as well, and the sounds of the high heels. That's um, that's something that you can't even write off as electronics messing up. So. 
Uh, I wonder if they're right about the graveyard. It's always hard to tell. Sometimes you hear about graveyards being really peaceful and nothing really going on there. Other times you hear about activity uh, all over the place. Uh, I don't think just the, the fact that it's a graveyard necessarily automatically means anything's going to happen there. But also, plenty of stories do involve <laughs> graveyards and cemeteries. So it's not... Uh, it's just that's how that that is. It just depends, I think, on each individual location. Um, also, I wonder if, and this is something that I'm just thinking about now because of um, recent a recent show that I I was kind of part of over on um, uh, Trouble Minds, a show where we talked about um, the possible properties of glass being able to sort of um i don't know interact with time in different ways i guess is the best way to say that and of course the idea of mirrors and even just windows people seeing apparitions in them and and uh just other images of other times and other other strange things i wonder if having completely or not completely, I guess there there'd be metal or some kind of other parts involved, but but glass sliding doors, I mean that's that sounds like they're large pieces of glass. So I wonder if that can have um if that can increase activity in a place. Um but then again, I don't think it's again a one for one that's going to happen all every time because then as I said in the other show, and that um, every time anyone looked in a, in, a, in a window or a mirror, there would be activity, and that's not happening all the time. Every time anyone looks in, into into a, a glass uh, pane of glass, so it's as usual. There's no way to know how exactly all this works, but um, but yeah, I wonder about that. Uh, sounds like there's just maybe possibly. The right set of, of variables there, um, maybe environmental, with the cemetery, the graveyard, and then possibly the uh, the glass doors sliding. I wonder if they're moving. I mean, uh, that would I don't know if that would generate enough energy for anything to happen, make anything happen. Um, I don't know, but anyway, that's sort of just my thoughts. Uh, I guess on that one. So, um, I guess I can move on to the next story. But yeah, it's definitely check out um, Triple Triple Minds Radio because there's so many great shows there, and um, and I'm very grateful to be part of the network as well. So, um, moving on to the next story here. This one says, "When I was 14, I'm a 32 year old female. Uh, now, says I was visiting my dad." My mom and her then-boyfriend, not married at the time, rented a house. And this happened when I came back home to stay with them again. A week after I had, uh, excuse me, ha- had come back from my dad's, strange events happened in this house. My mom was working the night shift, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., the house had a basement. Basement. Excuse me, I can't talk tonight. 
and my bedroom was in the, the basement next to the master bedroom. Around 11 p.m., while in bed, I heard furniture in the living room directly above my bedroom being rearranged. I called my mom's boyfriend in the next room to inform him. I'm sorry, I called her. I thought it was texted. I might have messed up. Texted, um, but he also, either way, he also heard uh, the noises. We decided to call the police. They arrived and checked the entire house, but found nothing out of place. No furniture had been moved. Had been moved. Despite this, uh, despite this, we dis distinctly heard furniture being rearranged above us. Wow, I really huh, didn't do so well reading that story. But anyway, um, so it just sounds like that's the end of that one. It sounds a lot like residual, um, residual energy or residual. Um, I don't know, sounds of previous events, possibly. I've heard noises around here before, little bumps and bangs that I couldn't trace. Uh, but, and, and I've also heard of the whole moving furniture. That's something that people report in places sometimes. And usually it's not in the same room that they're in when they hear it. It's some other room. I've heard of that in um, older hotels. Um just apartment buildings even, places where there's people that are hearing these sounds in one area uh, while they're in one area and these sounds are coming from another area. And then when they, when they sort of look into whatever was happening, they don't find any, anything different. Or in some cases, they do find the furniture moved. But in some, they don't. Um, it's amazing that, that, that the... Um, I mean, it sounds like it was loud enough where they really thought it was someone for them to call the police. Uh, and I wonder if nothing ever happened there before, which is maybe why they they jumped to the, they they went to that idea that there was someone in there with them. Um, obviously, you don't want that. I mean, if if you think someone has broken in and you're down in the basement, I, I don't blame them for calling the police. Um, but. Yeah, the sounds, that's a common thing, especially when it's just sounds and there doesn't seem to be any other evidence of whatever made the sounds. It's just the people hearing the sounds. Uh, I've had that before. I've had, um, and I've heard this a couple times before too, people have reported hearing the sound of glass breaking, like a glass cup or a glass bowl crashing to the ground and breaking. And I had that here once. I heard that sound. I was in back back when I was still um, before I I turned the bedroom into a storage room. I was in there one night and I heard what sounded like um, this massive piece of um, uh, this massive di dish of uh, that was made of glass um, falling and breaking. And I don't have I, I've because of my low vision, I don't have a lot of um, of glass bowls. I only have a couple, and they're sort of they're made to be less likely to break. I think it's like Pyrex or something like that. They're they're not just regular glass. Um, and I keep them obviously uh, very well away from any kind of edges 
so so they won't fall and break because if if things do fall and break um i might not be able to see i probably won't be able to see all the pieces that are on the ground so i'm very aware of that so i was really surprised when i heard that sound and of course i come out and look into the the kitchen which is where i heard the sound and there's nothing and i i sort of just got a towel and felt around and and mean nothing there was nothing there uh looking at the chat here let me see here jeff in the chat says thinking about different realms it would be weird to to uh bump into something not in your own realm i wonder would we make things move in the two-dimensional realm that we have no idea about really it's really strange to think of it or think of it just really seems like it would be spiritual yeah i don't know um possibly i mean we we have no idea when it comes to those interaction of all these different levels of reality i don't think we always i don't think we can know exactly what might happen so that could be the source of some of those sounds i would guess maybe i don't know um but yeah so anyway well i better move on to this last uh one more story here um of an experience so let me see here this one says uh this happened in uh washington state during my junior year junior year spring break 2013-2014 i was visiting uh my girlfriend's family at the time we went out to uh barbecue and and hunt out in the country the sky was gray and it rained on and off that day my girlfriend and i explored on an atv while the adults set up grills to make food uh, for everyone we came across a sharp curve where the weather the weather changed suddenly the sky turned from gray to gold we noticed a clearing to uh, uh, in the woods about 200 feet away. The gold light was unusual, as it was not coming from the sun. The space between the trees ahead of us appeared darker than it should have. We both sensed that something was off. I took my helmet off so I could hear so that I could hear more clearly. I heard a distinct whistling or whooping sound from a spot in the trees. I felt like something was watching us, and it was not happy we were there. We quickly turned around and left. We returned after what felt like 30 minutes, but the family said we were gone for three hours. Even now, a decade after the event, my memory of it all is still very vivid. And that's where that one ends. Um, sounds like a mix of things there, but also not unheard of. It sounds like possibly some kind of a cryptid encounter, along with um, time distortion, dilation, um, that happened while they were encountering something. 
the the gold sky or the gold light in the sky. I don't think I ever heard of that before. Um, I wonder if it was the entire sky or just above them, or I mean, I guess they were still in the in the trees. So, and they did say it was dark ahead of them, but then I, I guess above them it was the sky was gold. That is really odd. That just sounds like I don't know on maybe one or many different levels, something was off and whether it was some, whether it was that cryptid or whatever it was that was there that was manipulating everything or not, or they just sort of stumbled into some other, again, talking about realms of, talking about realms, talking about just different dimensions. Did they stumble into some other level of reality? And, um, Maybe they surprised some other entity there just as much as it surprised them. It, it, I wonder about that sometimes, some of these encounters. Uh, of course, you, you go with, um, if you go with what um, movies and TV shows, a lot of them will say, it's anything, if anything happens, it's because there's some terrible creature out to get anyone they can. And not that there's not dark forces or entities out there but i don't think that that's the case in every that's situation in every case um so i have no idea what that one but it sounds like there was i mean they felt like it was half an hour and it was three hours that's quite the the difference in time there's no way to mistake that so really um really odd encounter. I, I feel like I've heard of time uh, being different in encrypted encounters, but I don't think I've heard that too often, but I could be wrong. I'm not the, um, the cryptid kind of that world, the cryptozoological world, and also even the UFO world. I'm still not um, as well versed, I, I guess you could say in those areas as I am. And maybe let's say like, the ghost or spirit world kind of those kind of style of events. Not that I'm, I claim to know anything, but I've just done a little more looking into reports of apparitions and things like that over the years um, because of my own experiences. But um, I feel like I've heard that, but not as much that um, time be, being strange in those cases. Usually I feel like when I hear about it, it's more to do with, um, with aliens or other entities, but again, that's just a um, basic based on what I can think of right now. Um, Jeff in the Jeff in the chat says, "Yeah, I don't know if sunlight can even bend that way directly. Kind of have to rule the sun out, right? Yeah." And they were saying it. It didn't seem like it was the sun either. So yeah, that's everything about that is just really odd. Um, and and they didn't see the cryptid that was making the noise or the entity that was making the noise, noises, but they sort of just sensed it there in the darkness of the woods ahead, um, before the clearing, I guess. So that's just, or maybe it was on the other side of the clearing, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that really is, that was quite the, the story there of an experience. And, um, that's that's one of many reasons why I'm okay with not going out into into uh, 
into the wilderness any anytime soon. Um, I'm not much for camping or anything like that anyway, but then you even add that, and that's just a whole other level of everything. So, um, but yeah, that's 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 where we're gonna end it for this episode. Um, thank you all for listening as always, and uh, I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.